All right, guys. Hey, if you're out here in the parking lot with us, 88.5. You got down there, Farrell? 88.5 is, is the channel you tune into, and you'll be able to, to hear everything just fine. And uh, hopefully you're watching us online as well. Hey, listen, so if you're on Facebook, you may be uh, seeing us live there. But if you go to our Facebook page and like our page, share the page, but you will also find a, a, a link that we put, New Life Marksville online that is a, a really good link to go to because uh there are times where facebook kicks us off for one reason or another and um this way if you're on this one link you don't have to worry about being kicked off if you don't know how to do that one you can always go to newlifeag.church and you can find all the links but again the uh, church online or christian world media is the better two to go to amen i uh, just want to make sure everybody all right so let's go over this again if you want to say amen how you say amen you guys are on top of your game today. Hallelujah. Jesus. Say, listen, so we're going we're gonna to try to do this every week, right, on, on Sundays for right now. Uh, and what we're going to do is, uh, if it starts raining, they'll move some stuff out so we can finish the service and you guys can listen. But we're going to do this every Sunday that it's not pouring down rain. So uh, tell everybody that, hey, you need to come to church. Uh, also, at the end of service, we'll have some guys with buckets. They'll be out here by the road. If you have an offering or something to give, you can go ahead and drop that in the, uh, the bucket. Uh, they'll make sure to uh, pick that up for you so you can continue. So I appreciate everybody that's, that's been able to continue to give and support the church. Uh, you know, just, just know this, that, that God is bringing increase into your life. And when we get increase according to the word of God, we're to tithe on that. And uh, we also give offerings on top of that. So we need to continue to be faithful with what God is doing in our life. Amen? And follow his word. Yep, see, I got one amen over there. I didn't think I'd get too many amens. Now the rest of y'all, see, now y'all can't amen because then you think you're jumping on their bandwagon. So, now I'm just saying. We're going to have fun today. So, let me give you a couple numbers real quick. All right. Whew. If you would like to give, you can go to the website. That's newlifeag.church. Or we have the text to give set up. Uh, all you have to do is text 73256. Again, 73256 to NLM, New Life Marksville, NLM, 73256. You can go ahead and do that, and that will uh, make sure that uh, it pulls up the little screen, and you can give a check through there. You can uh, give your credit and all that kind of stuff, so you can take care of that, amen? Well, listen, hopefully you are blessed with what God has been doing in your life. You're going to see me with a rag today because it is hot up here, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Let's pray, and we're going to worship, amen? Father, we again are so thankful that you let us be here today. Lord, we come today to this parking lot, God, to worship you and to adore you. Lord, I just release your spirit out here right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know there are needs in this parking lot right now. There are needs online, people watching around the world. God, I just speak into their situations right now by the power of the word of God that every need shall be met. They will be healed by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just release that right now to them. But Lord, right now we ask that you would receive our worship, God. We, we come, we're worshiping in a parking lot, Lord, so that we pray you can hear us even better. <laughs> even though we know you're everywhere all the time, we pray that you could hear us even better today. Because we come to magnify your name. We come to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. We come to hear a word from you, and we say this all in the name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that this morning, I want you to give me an amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a new song. You may not know it. 
called holy water.
It's actually called Holy Water, and if you go find the live version, it sounds very country. And uh, Wendy came in one day, and she was like, what is that in the house? I had it rocking. If you go listen to the live version, it's, it's amazing. I love it. So, got one honk on that. Spirit born is love and forever. 
His love endures forever. He is good, he is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. this morning. Hey, where's my parking lot guys at? Hey, where's my parking lot guys at? Hey, so if you just pulled up, our parking lot guys are going to make sure that they, they come around, but you need to turn your radio station to 88.5 and you'll be able to hear everything we're doing. 88.5. Whew. And I got to get some sweat out here. Hallelujah. Anybody come to worship today? Even in your cars? Okay. Here's a real question. How many of y'all jump up and down in your house? Yeah. I was wondering. I know I do sometimes, but that's, that's a different story. So, hallelujah.
Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you. Make sure we get all our pages turned with all this wind. <laughs> Not as easy as just flipping when you're inside.
Come on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, we're going we gonna to move stands real quick. Get ready for the next part, amen. Come on now, grab your Bibles and get ready for some for some word. I'm gonna bring this up here, girls. I'll come over here where I can see everybody. Hallelujah. I think I got everybody over there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, listen, if you have Uversion Bible. Go to Uversion Bible, and you can uh, go to events, and you'll be able to go down there and search and see that we have our live event going on uh, today. And you will see all of my notes, all of my scribble. Come up here. You'll see all my scribbles and all that kind of stuff. Uversion Bible, New Life Marksville. You'll be able to. You'll be able to grab that on there. But if you don't have that, you can turn your Bible to the book of Jonah. It's over in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about the Jonah generation today. Whew, a little bit of water. Why are you turning to there? You know, it, we, when we're playing in the middle of songs, I was sitting there at one point playing. Cookie will laugh at me about this. He always does. I'm like, man, that note don't sound right. Oh, that's because I'm on the wrong one. <laughs> And then in the last song, I started playing the verse. We were supposed to go back to the current, the chorus, and the girls was like, they just stopped. It's like, whatever. We just manage. No matter how hard we practice, once we get into the middle of it, sometimes it just goes. All right, so let's look at the book of Jonah. I'm trying to get some water because I don't know how much I'm going to slow down. Go to verse uh, chapter 4 of the book of Jonah. We're going to start down in verse 5. And I'm, we're going to jump back up a little bit later also as we go. Jonah chapter 4, verse 5 says this. Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. Now, I'm going to go back over the history, but just so you remember where we're at, we're at Nineveh. So he went to a place east of the city. It was up on a high place. There he made himself a shelter. He sat down in it, shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. So Jonah has, has done finally what God told him, and now he's waiting to see what God's going to do to the city. Verse 6, Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. God is so good. Say, God is good. Yep. I was wondering if y'all were going to catch that. God is good. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. Can I tell you that, that generally I like to just cut all plants down? If, if it's a tree, I let it grow. The rest of it's got to die. The only good flower bed to me is the one I just ran over with a lawnmower. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't take care of that stuff. Maybe one day. Verse 7. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm. Say, a worm. Yep. Which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind. So now you can say east wind. And the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that, it grew, that he grew faint. Jonah said he wanted to die. He said, I would be better for me to die than to live because of a plant. Think of this. Jonah had never been in South Louisiana. But God said to Jonah, it is right for you to be angry about the plant. Listen to me closely in here. This is where we're going to focus at today. God said to Jonah, it is right for you to be angry about the plant. It is, he said, also 
I'm so angry, I wish I was dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant. Though you did not tend or make it grow, it sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also there's many animals. Let's pray again. Father, we, again, I am so thankful for your word. I'm so thankful for all of your blessings. Lord, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit that, that guides us into all truth. Lord, all scripture is inspired and written by the Holy Spirit, your spirit. And today, God, I pray that the words that you had put through the book of Jonah would speak to us and it would challenge us, it would encourage us, it would do what you have purposed for it to do in this time, in this season. So, Lord, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that will let every one of us understand your words today in the name of Jesus. If you agree, say amen this morning. All right. Now, let me catch us up on the book of Jonah. Flip back to chapter 1 in Jonah so you can see this. I'm going to show you a picture of something today that I hope challenges you. I know right now people want encouragement. Let me give you some encouragement today. Grab your Bible and open it up and begin to read. And anywhere you begin to read, I believe you're going to find a word of God that will encourage you because it's all life. Turn on the radio and begin to pray. I believe you're going to hear the voice of God as you begin to pray and you begin to worship. Today I have come to bring you a word of encouragement, but it may not be the encouraging type that you want. I'm going to encourage you in a totally different way today. Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1 verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because it's wicked and has come up before me. God told Jonah to go to this city and warn the people because their sin has come up before me. Which to me says that God is ready to deal with their sin. Think about that. Verse 3, but Jonah ran away. He ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. Can I tell you it's the opposite direction? And then he went down to Joppa where he found a ship for that port. And he paying the fare, got, he even paid his own way to run from God. <laughs> he bought a ticket on a ship going the opposite direction. He went aboard and sailed to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Look at verse 4. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break apart. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out, in his own, cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. So what they did was they began to cry out to false gods and they began to throw away anything that was heavy on board, any weight that pulled them down as the waves came so they could ride higher into the sea so that the waves hopefully wouldn't come over and then basically uh, flood their ship out. Look at this. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own god and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he laid down and fell into a deep sleep. So I want to challenge you with a question this morning. Are you Jonah or not? In the middle of the great storm, Jonah had been given a word from the Lord that he was supposed to deliver to a people that God wanted to destroy. Think about it. God gave him the words of life. Go to these people and tell them that their sins have come before me and if they don't stop, I'm going to destroy them. 
But if they change their ways, I won't. Jonah ran away. Now he's on a ship and there's a great storm. And when everybody else is fearful, he hides out below and goes to sleep. Do you think he was sleeping because he, was, he had the peace of God? Don't honk. Do you think he was sleeping because he had the peace of God? I don't. I think he was hiding out because he was still trying to hide out. I think he was hiding out sleeping because he didn't care at this point. But jump down to verse 6. Look at this. So the captain of the ship went down to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. <laughs> I think that's such a funny statement because God had already noticed them. That's why there was a storm. So then they go up on deck and they cast lots trying to find out who it is. Look at verse 9. So Jonah answers this question. L look at this. I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. What is he telling them right there? I'm a believer. I'm one of God's chosen people. He protects me. He watches over me as he's running in disobedience from the Lord. Now, let me put this story together for you this morning as the way I saw the Lord show it to me. Jonah has been given a great responsibility. He has been given the words of life to bring to a community of 120,000 to tell them that God notices their sin and he's tired of it. He's sent over there so that he can tell them to stop sinning or God will destroy them. And instead, he runs away and goes to sleep. And in the middle of the storm, he doesn't care. He's sleeping. Can I tell you, I see that as the church today. I'm not saying necessarily our church, but the church in general. There's been many storms. God has given us a great responsibility as believers and as his church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to carry the words of hope and life and grace and mercy to the uttermost parts of the world. But we begin to sleep and we begin to run away from that responsibility. So what we do is we send money to missionaries overseas. We hire pastors and say, go preach, go do evangelistic work while we sit back and sleep in comfortable buildings. Can I tell you, I see more conversations happening today, and I know I've been talking about this for a while now. I see more conversations today about churches on how they're going to do their buildings and keep doing their programs, more of that than how they're going to reach a dying world. God gave us, gave you a responsibility as a, as, as a believer of Jesus Christ to go to your community and preach the gospel and to live a righteous life in front of people so that their lives will be changed. And if you don't do it, they will die and go to hell, and it will be your fault because you went to sleep. You see, at the end of the book of Jonah, one thing that I don't see is I don't see Jonah repent in this book. Do you? Jonah went and finally did what, he told, what God told him to do, but then he went back outside and he sat down and he relaxed again, and he sat under the, the shade and he said, Oh, I'm going to watch you destroy this place, God, because they're not good enough to become part of my church. You see, this is where the church has become, is the Jonah generation. I can witness to this group, but I don't want that group coming in my building. I'm not going to go witness to this group, but I'm going to go over here and give them some hot dogs and make them feel good about themselves. Or I'll send some money to that group over there. But to me, that's the Jonah generation. They're still sleeping when the people are dying. See, right now, most of you are more concerned about protecting yourself than your neighbors or the people on the other end of the phone because they might be dying and going to hell. 
Every one of us has unbelievers around us. How many of us have spent the time or the energy to tell them about Jesus Christ during this pandemic? What if your neighbor catches the virus? Well, pastor, that's why I'm not going to tell them about Jesus. No, that's why you're not going because you don't want to get sick. God has given us the greatest responsibility of all times to go and preach the gospel where you live where you work, where you walk. But most of us have gone asleep, and I guarantee you there are people even in this parking lot today looking at me saying, Pastor, I've heard that before. That ain't about me. Listen to me closely, church. There are people dying every day, and it's not because of a virus. It has nothing to do with a virus. There are people that are going into their eternity every day that need to hear about Jesus. The church building will be here. If you look back at the first century church, they were hiding and running. Do you think they had an opportunity to go out and do street ministry as we do today? Not at all. How did they do ministry? Look at China today. Look at Turkey. Look at all of those Muslim countries. The church is thriving over there. They have no programs. They have no buildings. Why is it thriving? Because the believers have said, they might kill me, but I'm going to preach the gospel because I have a responsibility. God has given you the responsibility to preach not just me. My job as a pastor, if you look at the Word of God, is to prepare the saints for the work of the ministry. Not one place do you ever see where the pastor is supposed to go do the work. He's to prepare the saints for the work of ministry. What is the church going to look like in six months after all this has changed? We'll probably go back to what we were doing before, more worried about our own fellowship meals, more worried about the color of our walls and carpets than the world that's dying around us. Church, we've got to wake up. We can't sleep in the bowels of the ship anymore. This pandemic has given us an opportunity to reach people that we have never had an opportunity before. My, my wife said it this morning, great. We were talking about the consumer Christian. The consumer Christian is not going to fight their way through a virus to come hear the word of God. The consumer Christian is only here by what I can get from the church. I want to take, I want another program to make me feel good. I want to come on Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. That's the consumer Christian. The consumer Christian is not going to fight their way through a virus that may kill them to preach the gospel. We can't be consumerism anymore. We can't have that kind of a mentality. What if programs never start again? Me and my wife was sitting there just holding the conversations this morning about how this is all going to look when it's over with. And I don't think it'll ever be the same again. But the one thing we agree on is, is it can't be the same again. Because if we come back in the building and we get comfortable again while the world is dying, it's our fault that they die and go to hell. It's your fault they die and go to hell. It's mine. It's, it's everyone else. Having church online is great, but it can't be the only thing. It's our, our responsibility to teach and to preach and, and to share the love of Christ everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. We sit at home and we spend our time watching videos and, and playing games and Instead of picking up the phone and saying, hey, man, how you doing? Because something else that we came to a conclusion of this morning. Used to, when you called an unbeliever on the phone, you had to beat around the bush. You don't have to anymore, do you? Call them on the phone. Hey, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Hey, listen, you know if, if you die, you're going to hell. <laughs> you can be blatant about it right now. You see, one of the other things that God's been really beginning to show me is this, this identity crisis that we as believers have. 
and I've been trying to write a book about this. I just, I'm not very good at writing. That we, our identity has been tied to a building for so long that now that you don't have a building to invite somebody to church to, you don't know how to tell them about Jesus. Because we were so, we were so conformed to the fact that my job is, is to invite them to church so the pastor can preach to them and they can get them saved. But our job, just like Jonah, is to go. Our job, just like Jesus told them, is go ye therefore. The great commission is the great responsibility. And the church has got to rise up and wake up so that we can reach our community. Everywhere we go, sharing the love of Christ. Because if we don't, it's our responsibility. One day we'll stand there and we'll watch these people. One day we'll watch these people walk by us. Is there being judged? One day. And I have no idea where I'm at in here anymore, so it doesn't matter. See, just celebrating Easter, moving our way on to the, to the Pentecost season here where, where Jesus released, where, where God released the Holy Spirit on men. Why was the Holy Spirit released to men? To be witnesses. Not to set in programs. To be witnesses. To go, therefore, to the uttermost parts of the earth to share the love of Christ. Can I be honest? I see Facebook. I see Instagram. And I see people that I know are, call themselves Christians. And I see what they post. And can I tell you, I wouldn't follow the Jesus you follow. I want a Jesus that's changing somebody. And that's the Jesus I met many years ago at the altar. The Jesus that changed me completely and set me free. See, having words that encourage us are great. But if it never encourages us to change our ways, then it's only setting us up for failure. We've got to challenge ourselves to say, God, what can I do today to tell someone about Jesus? Because we've been brainstorming on how, how do you evangelize during this season when you're not supposed to sit within six feet of somebody? You can't go up and give them a track because you're not supposed to be that close to them. How do we do this? Or do we just go back to sleep and say it doesn't matter, it's not my responsibility. The church is closed right now because the government told us we can't meet. Come on, think about this. I'm going to bring it a step further to you. What if the government shuts down the church forever? Oh, they can't do that. They already did. They shut it down. They told us it's illegal to go in our buildings even though the Constitution says they can't. It's only illegal when somebody tells them they can't and stops them. So what happens tomorrow if the, 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 the free nation that we're in today says you can no longer be in a church building? You can no longer have a Bible. You can no longer do. What are you going to do? How are you going to fulfill your obligation and responsibility? Or are we going to go to sleep and go back to ritualistic things, religious things? Church, the, the world is dying. The world is dying all around us. There are sick people that we need to pray for. There, there are people that we need to lead to Christ. We need to lead them to Christ. We need to focus more on that than we do about our toilet paper from Walmart. I know people that go constantly to Walmart just looking for toilet paper and Lysol. Can I tell you, you ain't going to find no Lysol right now? Don't even try. Go try to find Jesus in the Word of God. Go, to, go try to meet Jesus in your prayer time and in your worship time. And go introduce him to somebody else. Church, we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. Because this is serious times. 
I don't believe God made this virus to, to, to be a plague. I, I've done told you all this before, but I'll, I'll say it for those that are tuning in for the first time. From what I read and understand in the Word of God, when God made a plague, it didn't have, uh, it didn't have one of those, I got the plague, but I got over it, okay? There was no survival rate with a plague God made. You just died. <laughs> and there was no such thing as a cure. It was God made it, it happened, prayer happened, something intervened and stopped it. So I don't believe this is a, a plague from God. But what I do know is, is what the Word of God says, and he will take all of those things that were bad and turn them for good. And so we've got to find out right now as we wake up as the church of the living God and find out how we're going to reach a community, how we're going to change our community. Because in a few months, they may let us come back to church. And what are we going to do? Everybody's going to flood the churches and nobody's going to change. We, st we still sit in our homes and we still do all the things that we used to do running and hiding from God like he can't see him. That's why I always thought it was interesting that he went downstairs to go to sleep like God can't see him. But the last thing I want to bring up to you about this was what he said in verse 9. He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. What I think he said right there was, I serve the one true God. I'm a Christian. I don't have to worry about all of this. He was boasting as he was hiding and running from God. He was boasting. Listen, don't go to home and boast about who you are in Christ and turn on some crazy TV show. You know what I'm talking about. I know there's children on here. Don't, don't sit here and go to church and say, I'm going to make it to heaven because I pulled up into a parking lot service. That ain't how it works. We've got to wake up and understand that one day we will stand before God. And as Jesus said, some come to me and say, didn't I do these many great works and I did all of this? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know who you are. You said you knew me. Listen, I've sat in the same room with, with former President Bill Clinton when he was the president for about two hours and had a conversation with him with no bodyguards. It's a great man to talk to. But I can't say I know him. <laughs> I can't call him on the phone and say, hey, Bill, I'm going to come over for dinner, man. We've got to know him. But I know this. The more you know Jesus, the more you're going to have his heart for lost people, and you're going to find a way to reach the community. You're going to find a way to fulfill that desire in you that says, I have to help people. I have to help people. Well, I'm too old. You can pray. You can call somebody on the phone and say, hey, man, how you doing? Hey, can I pray with you today? Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, you need some food? I've got some extra food. How, you know, there, there's all kind of ways we can help people, but we don't. We go back to sleep. Church, we can't sleep anymore. I don't want to see a sleeping church anymore. I'm telling you, I'm on, I'm on Facebook groups and all these things from, you know, with people around the country, and I see what the churches are doing. Can I tell you, churches are getting excited right now because of their attendance. They're, they're saying that their church has grown by 300%. I don't see nobody in there but the few upstairs. How does a church grow by 300% when everybody's online? Can I tell you, we have over 500 people a week watching our services. I didn't say our church grew, though. They're worried more about numbers than lost souls. Can I tell you what concerns me even more is the fact that, that we, 
We have these text messages that people can text when they get saved watching a service or, or any of that. And our services run every day, twice a day, seven days a week. And I have yet to receive one message that somebody got saved. That worries me more than any of these other things. Because that means we're not reaching the lost people and we're not affecting them, which means we need to figure out what to do better. We need to figure out how we're going to get in front of those that are lost. Because believers know how to feed themselves. Believers know how to get into the Word and to pray. But the lost that are dying have no idea how to do it. And we've got to do a better job. I've got to do a better job of figuring out how to get in front of them. Because that is what worries me more, not attendance. Lost souls that are not being, not being reaped into the kingdom right now. And I'm more concerned about them than I am anything else. So listen, I want to pray for us this morning. And then I'm going to lead you in a couple other things. I see the weather changing out there, so I don't want to push it any longer. I think I've released what God wanted me to say this morning. So listen, if you're here today in your own way, in your own car, just tell him, God, I don't want to be sleeping anymore. God, I want your heart for lost. I want your heart for people that don't know Jesus. And I'm not talking about a sitting in the same room with them, Jesus. I'm talking about a change in their life. They're, they're no longer the same. That's what I'm talking about. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us today, God. Wake us up, Lord. I, I encourage the body to wake up in the name of Jesus. Shake the boats, Lord, until we wake up. Because, Lord, I know that when we wake up, we'll see you walking out there along. See, in the Old Testament, they had to throw him over. You had to send a fish. But today, you're the God that will walk on the water next to me and pull me up if I fall overboard. So, Lord, wake us up that we could truly be the church, your church. Lord, that we could truly be different. We could be effective. Lord, with the responsibility that you've given us to reach this world, let us reach our communities. Let us reach our neighborhoods where we work. Let us reach the friends on our Facebook page, God. Let us truly be different. And we need this. Lord, I just release the Holy Spirit in right now. If our, if our parking lot guys could go ahead and get ready, I'm going to pray one more prayer. We've got the buckets in here, guys. If y'all go ahead and get ready out there so when we dismiss, we've got the buckets right in here. Listen, if you're watching us online today or maybe you're even here and you say, Pastor, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I might have said a prayer and, and I, I've never changed. There's nothing in my life that has been different. Maybe even say I, I'm playing games. I don't know what you want to call it. But if you're here today... And you say, Pastor, I want to know Jesus Christ. Maybe you're online. I want you to pray a prayer with me. The Word of God teaches us a prayer. And I want you to say this prayer with me today. And then afterward, I want to give you a, a gift to help you to learn and be discipled. So, dear Jesus, I come to you now, and I confess you are Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I confess that you died on a cross. You were buried and that you came back to life. I also confess that you now sit at the right hand of the Father. And I ask you now to use the blood that you shed to forgive me, to wash me, and to cleanse me. Make me new. Change my life because through you I can be new. Be my Lord and my Savior. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen to me. If you said that, 
If you said that prayer today here recently, I want to give you a couple gifts. All I need you to do is grab your cell phone and do this. Text this to 59769, the number 59769. It might put a hyphen in it. It doesn't matter. 59769. And just type the word grace in there. doesn't matter if it's capitals or not. 59769 and hit the and put grace g-r-a-c-e and hit send it's going to send you a link we're just going to ask you for your name your address your email address because i want to mail you something personally to help you on your walk with christ but also i want to give you a free gift i want to give you a subscription to right now media it's got over twenty thousand videos to help you be discipled in bible studies during this time and and there's videos that i'm going to put out on there so again 59769, the word grace, and just hit send on that, and you'll see it pop right up on your screen. You click on it. We're not going to spam you. We're not sending out any information through that at all. We're just trying to connect with you because we want to help you grow. We want to help you grow. Amen. Listen, guys, hopefully you've enjoyed the service today. I have one more text message for you as well. We're, we're trying to, to build our, this one here, we're actually going to be sending information out on because we're trying to let people know when we're going to be doing live services, when we're going to have parking lot services, when we're going to be online, all of those things. The same number, 59769. Again, 59769, NLAG, New Life Assembly of God. So I got to put, if you're not already connected to us, like our Facebook page, but 59769. NLAG, New Life Assembly of God, NLAG. I'm going to send you a link. Looks very similar to the other one. Just fill it out. And what we'll do, if you're already connected to us, you don't need to do that. We've already got your information. But this one, we want to add you in our system so that, like last night, I sent out an email and text message blast to tell everybody we were going to be here. Amen. So, guys, listen, we love you. Thank you for coming today. The, the, the greeters are going to be out there. We got parking lot greeters now. Hallelujah. The greeters are going to be out there. They'll be able to give your offerings. Again, thank you for coming. Tell everybody if it's not raining, we're going to be out here every Sunday. We need to fill up the parking lot. Come on, can I get a big amen as we close it out tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you again. Hey, be safe. If you need anything, contact the church. We can help you out. We're working. We've got different things available. I sent a letter out to all our members the other day. Hopefully you've got it. It had some information in there for you. And uh, if you see anybody that needs any of that, please contact me. And also, before I shut down, I, f I always forget this one thing. I don't have Cookie over here kicking me. We have a 24-hour prayer line. 24-hour, we call it prayer mail because it's a voicemail line. We don't have somebody that we can leave there 24 hours a day. You just call our phone number, 318-253-4361. 318-253-4361. It goes straight to a voicemail prompt. You leave us your voicemail, the, the prayer request and your contact information, we will forward that to our prayer team, and one of them will contact you to pray for you personally. 318-253-4361. That's our prayer mail line. God bless you. Y'all can go ahead and turn this off. Hallelujah. Hey, guys, thank you again.